Absolute Radio. Hello, welcome to Absolute Radio. It's Rob Beckett doing my first show. Um, it's going to be a bit of talking when I do this. There's going to be some music, but I'm in charge of all the buttons. I'm asking about your first days of work, good and bad. Robert Henson has, uh, has got in contact. He said he told someone to stack a display jar of ragu too high. I mean, he's quite a confident man on his first day telling people what to do. He said, don't st- stack the ragu too high. Um, they did anyway, and just the force of him walking past that air... <laughs> caused the ragu tower to topple and he was ragooed which i've never heard before i've never heard anyone being ragooed but it's it's amazing word to say he was ragooed from the waist down had to work another eight hours with nothing more than a wipe down worst bit that he doesn't even like the smell of ragu i mean it made him feel sick but to be fair though like it, even if you really did like the smell of ragu i wouldn't want it all over me do you know what I mean? I like rice, but I don't want to, like, have it on my head all day. It's, it's too much. Um, also, Debbie from Facebook, she said, good luck on your first day. Thank you very much, Debbie. I've got a sneaking suspicion that might be my mum's mate. Um, but even if it is, thanks very much. It's nice to hear. My mum's mate, Debbie, actually, saw me was on the subject of first days. Before my first ever comedy gig, I needed to practice somewhere my jokes and i was very nervous but and i couldn't do it in my house i got four brothers in my house a big 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 family in a small house so i went down the park and walked around the park reciting the jokes to myself my mum's mate debbie looked out the window just saw me walk around the park talking thought, thought i'd gone i've lost it so she tells me mum going i saw rob walk around the park talking to himself is he all right and i had to tell me mum, i'm doing a gig don't tell anyone so for about six months debbie thought i'd thought i'd had an episode but i wasn't i was just practicing and i was too embarrassed to practice in front of my mates um we got a great one here from jonathan on facebook who said it's his first day of work tomorrow but he's not going no more information. That is, Jonathan, you can't leave us hanging like that. I, it, it cracked me up, but I wanna, why are you not going? It's your first day of work. I want to talk to you now about why this has been the best week of my life. Um, I'm, I'm normally quite a modest man. I, I'm very self-deprecating. I don't. I try not to show off. I've always been brought up well by my mum and dad not to, but I'm going to have to just put that aside just to tell you what I did this week. Basically, I was playing, I was playing football, five-a-side pitch, and I scored a goal that can only be described as truly world-class. <laughs> and I, you know, you're probably sitting there thinking, oh, whatever, Rob, stop, you know. Like, honestly, I'll explain what happened. I got the ball chipped towards me, right, from the full length of the pitch. It's only about 25 yards. It gets chipped towards me. I've got my face facing the fans. When I say fans, it's the metal fence backing onto the A21. Um, we're at a little five-a-side metal cage. Anyway, the ball chips over. I've got my left shoulder facing the goalkeeper in the goal. I'm playing with a group of comedians, so normally the quality is not very high. The ball gets chipped over. I jump onto my front like Robin Van Persie at the World Cup, and instead of headering it, I bring my right foot over and back ankle heel it into the top corner. To the point, it was so impressive that the 15 people that were playing stopped, applauded, and they all shook my hand one by one. Right? That is that is what happened. I'll make it up. It was the best goal I've ever scored. To the point where I can't even explain to you what it was properly. I've written it down here. Basically, a reversed overhead back ankle half scorpion volley into the far corner. And the only problem with that is that's not a catchy name. So I thought the best thing to do is just call it the Beckett volley. You know, Christ's got his turn, I've got my volley, René Hagita's got his scorpion kick, so we just know what we're dealing with. But it was honestly one of the best things I've ever done, to the point where I rung up the sports centre to see if they had CCTV on pitch nine. They don't, they've got it on pitch six, which for some reason really annoyed me, 
all I wanted was a little bit of video of it so I could show everyone. Instead of just resorting to a man on the radio telling people about it. For what? For what? What am I getting out of this? Nothing. You're just sitting there going, oh yeah, whatever. But it happened. What made the goal for me especially great was, because we would play with all different comedians, Mark Steele was in goal, the sort of brilliant political comedian, and he was so angry that I scored a goal of that good past him. I, I, I think he could only have been angry if Margaret Thatcher had done it in a pair of heels. Um, but he was furious with me. But scoring a goal like that, it made me, made me think what it must be like, what it feels like to be Mario Goetze after he scored the um, amazing uh, World Cup winning goal, you know, the great volley at the end. Because, you know, with me and Goetze, when you produce a bit of magic like that, it's sort of, for him, you can't do anything better in life than scoring the World Cup winning goal for your country. And a volley as well. It wasn't even a tap-in or a scruffy penalty. It was an amazing goal. But what happens when you achieve everything so young? He's, like, 22, 23. He's got nothing else to do, has he? Like, he's done the best thing he could do in his life. So how's he going to be happy? I was thinking about this, because the only way you can still be happy if you do everything so early in life is to sort of focus on the little fun bits, isn't it? The little victories that keep you going. Because there's no point aspiring to win the World Cup. You've done that. Do you know what I mean? So what are the little little victories that make you happy, that Mario Goza could, could try and strive for now? I mean, there's no point climbing Everest, world peace, scoring the World Cup winning goal. They're the big things. What are the little things? You know what I mean? Like, you're on your rush hour commute, it's busy in the train station, but you get in, you get a seat and a paper. They're the things that make me happy. Or like you find a fiver on the floor. Well, you know when you paint your garden fence and you think, we'll I have enough paint, we'll I have enough paint, and you absolutely nail it. Empty, empty pan, empty pan. I don't know why you're painting that, your pots and pans. Empty painting, all the paint gone. Now defence. I've done my first little victory here on my first day of work. I've just, uh, in that song, um... Went to the toilet, did a number one. Very happy with that. Uh, I told my producer, because I was all proud that I got back in time, and he went, when you do a number two in the <laughs> in between songs, that's now when you know you've made it. So, fingers crossed for next week. I'll let you know, I'll get on with that. Um, but we've had loads of texts coming uh, about little victories. We've got Tom from Liverpool. He says, when McDonald's get your order wrong, but give you more than you ordered, which is always a good one, isn't it? Um, and also, we've got another one here from Nick and Elian. Um, he's saying, Mario Goetzer should have a go at every pub on the circle line. That is a proper achievement. I arguably think that's a bigger achievement than scoring the World Cup final, because I've never done that. If you're not from London, that is just, it's a lot of drinking. Um, a lot of pubs. A long, it's a long line, the circle line. And it never stops. So you, apparently, if you call into Nick and Ely, you could just do that forever. So it's, it's an achievement, never doing that or anything else. Also, Sam has um, said, Mario, quite angrily, he said, oh, Mario Goetzer could maybe give some of that ridiculous paycheck to charity. Oh, chill out, mate. All right. <laughs> I hope he's not talking about me because I'm, it's not, you know, it's, it's a decent amount, but it's not, no Goetzer wage. Um, and Sam said he's building a shed with his brother and a bottle of red. Maybe give that red to charity, Sam. Yeah. If Goats is doing it, you better do it as well. Rob Becky on Absolute Radio. Talking about little victories and Mario Goats are trying to keep him happy. Now he's achieved everything in his life. But uh, new season starting. I'm very excited. I love a bit of new season. I'm an Arsenal fan. Um, don't worry, I'm not going to be banging on about them too much. So don't worry about it if you talk to someone else. But they're at the Emirates today. The Emirates Cup is quite a good, fun pre-season friendly. I'm quite excited this year for Arsenal because we've actually bought someone. The years have gone by of buying nothing. It's like it's almost like Wenger's going through like a divorce, and he's just sort of like, I don't care anymore. I'm getting a new pair of shoes. I'm going on holiday. Um, so I'm happy that he's spending. How are you happy? Are you happy with your clubs? How it's all going? Lampard's going back. To, well, going to Man City. I'm not sure if Chelsea fans would be happy with that. Suarez have gone. How do you feel about that, Liverpool? You've brought in some good players, but he's a big player, isn't he? And 
Fabregas and Costa at Chelsea. So there's loads of exciting transfers and stuff. And Man United Real Madrid, I don't know if you saw that, yesterday played a friendly in front of 109,000 people. And the only thing that's more shocking than that is that Ashley Young scored two goals. So I don't know what's happening over there in America, but Ashley Young can't stop scoring and 110,000 people. It's ridiculous. Um, also as well, Man City fans, you've got Lampard, but Yaya Torre staying. Are you happy with that? Let us know. Yaya, you touring around. Um, you have to do puns on radio, don't you? I thought it was a pun an hour. That's, uh, I thought that, <laughs> that's what you have to do. But yeah, let us know if you're excited about the new season, if there's any wonder kids you've got that are coming through. Arsenal got Zellalem and Bellerin. They're really good. <laughs> Sounds like, a, like a double act, Zellalem and Bellerin. Um, but it's a right back in the midfielder. They're really good. But yeah, let us know if you're excited about the season. Also, as well, we had a, a, um, a text from a Tottenham fan who was saying their flops last season going to play well this season. And we've got a conspiracy theory from Andrew in Hearn Hill who said he's got a theory that the about Tottenham's poor performance is the beards. He th- he thinks you cannot play well if you've got a beard, which you know I understand. It's a good point, but Tim Howard had a big old beard, had a brilliant World Cup. So uh, m- maybe it's true that maybe you're on the Andrew side of the fence or my side of the fence. Good beard, bad beard. I've been working on a, a jingle. Good beard, bad beard. Good beard, bad beard. Good beard, bad beard. Um, and Simon, <laughs> Simon, not Simon is Chris is looking at me with disgust. <laughs> Um, at my t- attempts at a jingle, but I quite I quite like that jingle. So, good beard, bad beard. That's what we're going to do now. At the moment, Andrew's theory is falling apart because we've got Andrea Pirlo, g- brilliant beard, brilliant player. Olaf Melberg, solid player. Alan Cork has been brought to my attention by Silent Chris, who's a little bit older than me, you won't mind me saying that. Um, Alan Cork, who scored for Wimbledon against Liverpool in the 88 FA Cup final, had a solid beard. Um, so th- we've got, you know, some great players with beards. Xabi Alonso, ex-Liverpool, now Real Madrid, brilliant beard. However, though, to prove Andrew Siri right, we've had a couple of shockers all. Abelic Xavier, Alex Lalas, and stuff like that. So what we're going to try and do is, if you all tweet, text, ring, email in, Facebook in, all of your players... Players that are good with a beard, players that are bad with a beard. And then we're going to add them all up, and then by the end we're going to find out if beards are good or bad. I had a bit of an incident with my cat as well earlier in the week. I'm a cat owner. Me and my girlfriend have got a little cat, a little ginger cat called Alan. We've had him for a couple of years. And um, he's he's a bit of a rubbish cat really he don't he's very small he's not he doesn't go like he doesn't normally go and get things he's, he's a bit of a rubbish cat but i think he's sort of come of age because the other night in the middle of the night he walked into the front room with a mouse in his mouth and i was a bit half asleep i was like alan you got a mouse in your mouth As, i don't know why like I, one there's no point me telling him because he don't speak english well he doesn't speak human not english not like he can do spanish but not english he can't speak because i was like alan what are you doing then he ran in the bedroom when my girlfriend was asleep so i turned the light on and i'm chasing around this mouse but i was i, I didn't know if i was like annoyed about the mouse being in the house or a little bit proud that all of a sudden this cat has managed to make something of his life and turn into a proper cat but they're, they're quick as well mice I, I, I mean, I always thought they were, but they really, they've got a bit of pace about them. And he was struggling. Then he dropped the mouse, so I'm chasing it with him. Well, I say chasing it with him. Initially, I was petrified and ran into the bathroom and hid. But then I built up some confidence, went and helped him get the mouse out. But what annoyed me was, he was looking for the mouse on the ceiling. Right, and I'm no cat, but I know that mice don't do ceilings. Um, basically, 
good beards are running away with it at the moment. We've had George Best with a beard, Ricky Veer with a beard, Robert Perez for Adam Chandler tweeted that, Daniel Ryan tweeted, Tim Howard. At the moment, it looks like the beard brings the power. James Close said, Bentner, Nicholas Bentner had a beard and he was awful. And I can agree, I saw him play on many occasions and he's not great. So at the moment, Andrew, it looks like your theory is falling apart and it seems a beard brings the power, which only seems that if Tottenham players shave off their beards, they're only going to get worse. And no one wants that, apart from apart from every single Arsenal fan. But none of the Tottenham fans want that. A lot of excited people about the new season coming in. With Scott Gullen reckons that all of Tottenham's flops last season will flourish and they'll win the league by six points. And Arsenal finish seventh. Um, I mean, you've got to love his optimism. I think Tottenham will do well this year. I think it's all calmed down a bit. They've signed a couple of good players, but I think winning the league by six points is, you know, even even Silent Chris, who is a Tottenham fan, is shaking his head at that. I mean, you, you bought some good players last season, but they've all gone a bit... What was their names? There was You had Capoue, Lamella, Soldado. Quality players, but just didn't turn it on. But if they do, you know, they might be top four, Scott. I don't think they'll win it by six points, though. Um, also, a, t- a Chelsea fan, apparently, he's not said his name, but he reckons Lampard has requested that he doesn't play against Chelsea, which would be quite interesting. So if anyone actually knows if that's correct or not, or if, Frank, if you're listening, give us a bell um, and uh, let us know. I mean, I'm not close friends with Frank Lampard, if I'm honest with you. Um, but in once, it was all right. But um, I, I, he hadn't left Chelsea at that point, so I didn't think to ask him if he would play against them if he had left because I, I didn't know about the future. Um, that's one. That's a downfall on my behalf. I'm not psychic. Um, so that's something I'm working on. See how I get on with that. Um, I've probably more chance of me becoming psychic than Tottenham winning the league by six points. But Scott Gullen, keep the faith. and You're a good fan for Tottenham, so you've got to keep being committed to it. Also, as well, I want to talk about this. The last two weeks has been nothing. There's been no football. The odd pre-season friendly, but it's rubbish. But, like, it's four, like about, what, five, ten past four now. This is when the football will be kicking off. But the problem is, you have to go and do things. Now there's no football. We've got no excuse to do things. What is the worst thing you've been forced to do over these times where you normally would be watching football? Last Sunday, I had to paint the fence. I only got out of going to my girlfriend's nan's party today because I'm doing this. I, I had to go shopping for the present for my girlfriend's nan. My girlfriend was like, oh, do you reckon she'll like this scarf? I was like, I don't even know her name. How am I going to know what scarf she likes? Absolute radio. This is, this is the end of my first show. I've enjoyed it. It's been exciting. Isn't it? Long day, though, isn't it? Four hours. I only normally do twenty minutes a night. Stand up. This is a this is a shift. It's not a proper. I did do proper jobs once. We had to do double that. But uh, for me, this is it's been long going. But it's uh, it's good, isn't it? Thank you so much for listening, taking part, and making me feel welcome. I really appreciate it. Um, it's uh, it's it. Yeah, it's been loads of fun, and thank you for being so nice to me. I've been Rob Beckett, and I'll be on next Sunday from two. We'll see you then. The dial moves to absolute radio.